a Christian? <laughs> well, of course, as American citizens, what we want is accountable leadership. Why don't we throw in a constitution so they know what's in that? Get engaged in the political process. Honest. You, my friend, are part of the problem and not the solution. <laughs> the church needs to rise. Rise. Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show, Life, Love, and Liberty. I have been off. I've been an obedient child of the Most High. That's right. It seems like every end of summer he calls me into a season of rest, which is really hard for me, especially because I'm a warrior. Um, I like being on the battlefield, uh, quote, battlefield with my brothers and sisters. Um, I feel like I'm constantly uh, in battle and that is no way to live and live abundantly. And so, you know, a a command of our fathers uh, is to rest. And so that's what I do. I know that that doesn't sit well with some of you always because you're like, where did you go? You know, we miss you or we don't know when you're going to be back on. And it's like, well, I have to be obedient to my rest so I can come back and continue to kick spiritual butt and um, not by power, not by might, but by our father's spirit. Amen. And so in these times, these are, these are very dark times. And I, in my humble opinion, not to be the Debbie Downer or the doomsdayer of the group, uh, but they're only going to get darker. But that's actually good news. That's great news because we're actually in new beginnings. When something is ending, the word says that the beginning of a thing is better than the end of a thing, right? And so we are at the we are at the beginning of of a rebirth, I think. And whether we are coming into the return of Christ, and some people are literally sitting at home in their Jesus recliners waiting for him to return because they've just checked out of society and of life and they don't know they don't know what to believe anymore and they're scared and they're hunkered down in their homes. And so they're just like, Yes, Lord, please come, please return. Not out of a not not out of a genuine anticipation, in my humble opinion, of spending eternity with the with the lover of their soul, but because they're just fed up with this place. Right? Like they're just done. And they don't have answers and they're fed up and they're tired and the earth is growing more wicked by the day. Our children are being molested from in the womb to outside the womb. You know, it's crazy. We live in a geopolitical nightmare right now. But I also, again, I believe that with every, all of the upheaval, all of the wickedness that's being exposed, as much as it stinks and it hurts and it leaves people confused and feeling desperate and what do we do? Um, there are, there's a book with all kinds of answers. <laughs> that and I run in and out of space constantly spaces on Twitter with people who are like well we think this is going to happen and what do we need to do about this and what are we going to do about that and as soon as you bring up faith and religion people run for the hills and they're like well we should never talk about faith with politics and I'm like but you have to talk about faith with politics because everyone brings their faith into the geopolitical sphere into the sociopolitical sphere you just do whether you're worshiping demons or you're worshiping nothing, you're worshiping yourself, you're worshiping uh, Father Yahuwah, whomever it is you're worshiping, you bring that belief system into every single sphere in which you move and breathe and have your being. You just do. And so it's, it, is, it, is, it is ignorant of us to think that we're going to be able to get away with creating a way out of wickedness without addressing and repenting from the wickedness that we've actually been responsible for ushering in on every possible level. And then we think we can call upon our Savior to come and save us, but without doing the work of building intimacy and relationship with Him. And I'm just telling you guys that if we're not repenting, if we're not praying, if we're not fasting, 
that's not going to be that's not going to be a remedy for us to continue to rely upon our politicians. And I think if we've learned nothing else in the past five years, if not longer, and especially in the past two, uh, it's that we should not ever lean on the arm of man, ever. Hey, Pamela, welcome to the show. So for those of you in YouTube world, I am live on Twitter spaces. You're welcome to pop over there. You can stay over here. You can comment. You're also, if you're on YouTube live and Twitter's, uh, Twitter live, you'll be able to see my fantastic guest who is a prolific author who has been known for decades as like the queen of all things new age. She has sold millions of books. Um, she cannot pull her books off of the shelves fast enough now. Um, I'm going to go over some of the titles of, of her books. She's also a PhD uh, in psychology. She's dealt more specifically with eating disorders and, and families in general. I'm just going to run through some of these titles, and it's going to give you a very clear indication of with whom it is we're speaking tonight. For those of you on Twitter spaces, welcome. Please share this space. It is probably the most important space that's running right now on Twitter. And I don't say that because it's my show. I say that because I believe that our Father is trying to bring us out of ignorance because for lack of knowledge, my people perish. And he is bringing people who have in fact served in the kingdom of darkness who he has redeemed to bring into his kingdom to educate people he's trying to bring into his kingdom and people who are in the kingdom who are serving darkness and don't even realize it. And so, Miss Doreen Virtue, some of you have heard of Doreen. She is very well known. Here's some of, here's some of her books. Okay, this will tell you that this woman knows what she's talking about whenever it comes to darkness and the deception of darkness and how darkness deceives even believers in times... In all times, actually, but especially in times such as this. So we've got Angel Numbers. I'm going over her book titles. We have Angel Numbers, Healing with the Fairies, uh, Daily Guidance for, I think it says Communion with Angels, uh, The Miracles of Archangel Michael. See, I can already hear some of you now going, well, what's wrong with that? Oh my gosh, you Catholic brothers and sisters, y'all better hang on because some of your sacred cows are about to get really rattled. Okay, so, and I mean that in love, you know that. I have nothing but love for you guys, but Yahuwah, Father God, is dealing with our with our idols. I'm just telling you, as you can see, all of them are being upended. We've got Goddess Guidance Oracle Cards, Archangel Oracle Cards, Healing with the Angels. That sounds good. Many of you call upon angels for healing, right? Uh, we have angel therapy, chakra clearing. For those of you who are into yoga, some of you don't understand what kundalini is. You don't understand the portals that you're opening into your bodies through your spirit that is bowing and saying amen. Whether you think you are or not, your physical uh, presentation is actually opening yourself up to these portals. Uh, so some people are like, oh, but I'm a Christian yoga, a Christian yoga enthusiast. And I'm like, well, those two don't really go together whenever you understand what's happening in the spirit. Um, uh, more books of Doreen uh, Virtue um, is Archangels, Ascended, and Ascended Masters. Okay. You've got uh, Healing with Angels again, the Romance Angels, uh, Magical Messages of Fairies. And here's where we are tonight. <laughs> Out of like over 50 book titles, Magical Unicorns. Okay. Here's the book we're going to focus on tonight. You ready? Deceived no more. 
This is uh, this is Doreen's book. You can find that at DoreenVirtue.com. Deceived no more. As you can imagine, Doreen has millions of, of followers and I'm sure has left millions of befuddled followers in her wake who are like, what in the world just happened? We followed you to tarot cards, to angel readings, to uh, things that we thought were good and angels of light and that were holy and helping us uh, and that were holy guides and angels of light. And now all of a sudden you've turned into a Jesus girl. So how in the world did you just leave us here? Doreen, welcome to my show. Thank you, Monica. Hi, everybody. Um, it's, it's only God's grace and mercy that I'm here as a wretched sinner. I was saved as a senior citizen, age 59 when I was saved. I was in the new age and metaphysics my entire life. I was born into it. I was born into a Christian science family who told me and my brother that we were Christians, gave us a King James Bible when we were kids. We went to church twice a week, but it was the Christian science church. And so it was Gnosticism. It wasn't biblical Christianity. I never heard the gospel until later in life. And even then, because I was so steeped in new age deception, the gospel did not penetrate my stony heart until it was God's will to lift that veil. And when he did, boy, everything yeah, changed. Right. You know? Well, and that was so, recently, that was, I think I was reading. So a couple of, um, of pieces on you say one day you were driving in the car and mm -hmm. you heard a, a sermon. And then you said right. that you ran to the old Testament and you were like, okay, this, this is where it's at, right? That this is, this is the truth. So walk us through that. Okay. Well, I mean, I always thought I was a Christian when I was a new age teacher. I was one of the few new age teachers who would use the names of of Jesus and the Holy Spirit and God, where the other teachers were talking about the universe as a synonym for God, which of course is blasphemy. But I was using these names in heretical ways. I, I didn't know the real Jesus. I didn't know God. I was raised that God was mind or an energy. And so I was trying to get to God through these angels and they weren't real angels. I didn't know. I thought I was doing God's work, but these were, as 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen says, that they were the devil and his demons masquerading as angels of light. And I had all these experiences and messages that were real, and many of them accurate, many of them seemed to help people, but they were coming from demons who were trying to trick us all. And so when you go to 2 Corinthians eleven fifteen. It says that the, the servants of darkness can appear to be servants of righteousness. And that was who I was. I was, like you mentioned, Paul, I really relate to the woman of the well. Yeah. Because in, in the new age, there's no, there's no guidelines. It's all uh, hedonism. You can do whatever you want as long as you're positive and happy, right. which, you know, we weren't really happy, but we were chasing it. So I was going through multiple relationships. I was... I was sober and, you know, I mean, there was things that were more conservative. I was pro-life since I was a teenager, but I was still just doing whatever I wanted and um, not staying at home, raising my kids like God wants us to and, and ruining my marriage. Uh, I just, I was very ambitious because I thought I was given a gift from God to be a psychic, right. which is so, is so silly. But when you talk to false teachers, they all sound like me. They they will say, no, I'm helping. And people who are in using New Age products will say, but it's helping me. And everyone points to the effects without 
getting into the, the weeds of where does this come from and why would the devil give us something that seems to be helpful? Well, it's to point us away from Jesus, to point us away from the Bible and, and membership in a solid local church. The devil knows if we go there, we will no longer follow him. Right, right. That's powerful. And so you were raised in the church, right? Christian science, a, which a, a church, a church yeah. right? Which, which yeah. I'm not familiar with Christian science enough to even speak remotely uh, educated on that. Yeah. Um, although, r- r- help me out. Is Christian science part of the sect that that um, shuns medicine? Yeah. Okay. Yep. yep. Got we it. didn't go to doctors. Okay. We used prayer instead of doctors. We thought that Jesus is. Ho- we thought Jesus, and and it's hard for me to say this, but I grew up with the belief that Jesus was a mortal man, mm-hmm. not God, not divine, but that he was a mortal man who uh, came to teach us how to be like him. And we would cherry pick the verses of the Bible to support that belief. Mm-hmm. And we would skip over Genesis 3, and we would land just on Genesis one twenty six that says we're made in the image and likeness of God. And that's all we would focus on is that, oh, well, God is sinless, so therefore we're sinless. So the gospel just it just washed over us when they would say wow. you're a sinner. Right. We were like, no, we're not a sinner. It says right here in Genesis 126, we're made in God's image and likeness. Right. And then we would just skip over Genesis three and, and just think that that was some sort of fear based myth. Uh, wow. Many of us in the, in the new age, the belief is that the Bible has been corrupted by the Roman Catholic church. We didn't bother to check historically that that could not have happened. And also that there's in the canonical Bible, there's no Catholic doctrine there's nothing in there about the rosary or the Pope or worshiping Mary. We didn't, if we'd seen, if we'd known that we would have said, Oh, the Roman Catholic church did not corrupt this Bible. But that was our story that we got from the devil, obviously that kept us from reading all of God's words. So as you mentioned, um, because I identified as a Christian and I thought of myself as a student of world religion, I was a universalist. I thought all paths led to God. You just had to be a good person and you could go to heaven. And so I would listen to Christian radio all the time, but I'd also listen to podcasts or audios from Hindu gurus and Buddha gurus and, and, you know, goddess worshipers and such. I just was trying to mishmash it all together. But one day in January, 2015, I heard Alistair Begg. I I listened to him a lot. I still do. I Mm -hmm. love him. And he was talking about second Timothy four, that in the end times, people will want their itching ears tickled by false teaching. And then he, he described a false teacher and it was like, he was describing me to a T and it was one of the first times that I remember being convicted and, and, and I went home and I said to Michael, you know, I think we start, we need to start going to church and we need to start studying the Bible. And he readily agreed. He had been raised Methodist, but he also was in the New Age. Doreen, stop and right so, there for just a second. So you said a very important word that I need you to make. I need you to to make the distinction for my audience between conviction and condemnation. Right. What did that feel like to feel convicted as someone who, because, and I'm going to tell you why I'm asking you to do this. Because we are very hard-hearted right now because of the lawlessness abounding, which is exactly what the word says is going to happen in the latter days, and it is happening. And so with that, people are like, oh, they're going to hell, you know, Joel Osteen. I mean, you name it. I hear it, right? The false prophets, and God's going to deal with you, and he's going to send you here. And I'm thinking, it is the kindness of the Lord. 
that leads people to repentance. And so what did conviction feel like for you versus condemnation? That's a great question. The Bible makes a distinction between godly sorrow and worldly sorrow. And so I, I had godly sorrow instead of thinking, oh, you're calling me a bad person, which right. is the worst thing you can be called in the new age. I, I took, I, I, I <laughs> that's so true. What a great point. I, I, I owned it. I, it was a sense of responsibility that, oh, you know, yeah. this is true. I knew it was true that I was a false teacher at that moment and I wanted to change it. So there was a sense of very premature repentance going on. Okay. Uh, e- even though I didn't know that I was a sinner at that point, I knew I was a false teacher. I didn't realize until I got into the Bible oh. in 2000. I started reading the Bible. We, we tried to find a church. We didn't know denominations. So we were flopping around in, you know, the, the wrong churches. I'll put it that way. Very okay. liberal, very progressive churches. Right. But, but my husband and I dutifully read the Bible. And when we got to Deuteronomy uh, 18 verses 10 through 12, there is a list of the things that I was doing in the new age, uh, mediumship, divination, those cards that you um, yeah. introduced, uh, and also interpreting signs and omens. And I know that Gideon's, you know, we know that story, yeah. but but God was telling the Israelites through Moses as they were about to go over the Jordan River into Canaan, not to be like the Canaanites and not to practice paganism. And then the kicker for me, Monica, that sent me on my knees in repentance and giving my life to Jesus was it said that anyone who does these practices is a detestable abomination to God. I I, I was floored up until that point because people told me my work was helping them. Mm -hmm. I thought, in my new aged mixed up brain, yeah. I thought that I was helping. This is so stupid, but I, <laughs> I thought I thought I was helping God. It was right. It's not stupid. Well, it's not <laughs> stupid, but but it's like you look back and go, "Wow, I was deceived." Okay, well, yeah. I was also yeah. I was very narcissistic. The new ah. age is, is is very self oriented. Yes. It's all about. I'm perfect, whole, and complete. What can I manifest? What can I use the law of attraction for? What can I visualize? What yes. can I get out of the universe? You know, it's very me, me, me. And and so for me to finally realize, oh, I am a sinner at that moment was revolutionary. And it's like I said, I'm age 59 at that point. Wow. And so I'd, I'd spent my whole life uh, in the new age and metaphysics. And then about 22 years as a top-selling new age author going around the world and and as i had that realization i was like oh my goodness i have to change everything so so i repented and i started to because i i was like you i already had you know the videos out there on a regular Mm -hmm. basis so i'm very transparent so i started to read the bible (laughs) in on my videos and people were like what she's and so people started making up stories about me that it must be menopause, even though it's past menopause. At the time. <laughs> right. Or, That's great. Or it must be my, my astrological Saturn return. I, I, can or, tell, I can tell you now, menopause has not led me to the Lord. If anything, I need more <laughs> sanctification. So there's yeah. that. Okay. So that's a false. So pe- yeah. People said I must have gone through uh, government MK mind. Right. Oh, MK ultra. ultra. That's right. Okay. That's right. I, I don't even know I'm what that very means. very familiar. But, yep. but, or, they, or they said my husband must be a Machiavellian control freak who made me convert. Wow. I mean, they had, or, or I was becoming a Christian for money, which was insane because I, I got fired immediately by my new age publisher. <laughs> right. And we had to walk away from our 50 acre ranch in Hawaii and move 
to, to, uh, you know, a cheaper place, obviously. And, and, and so other people still sell my old work. And if it was self published, I would have pulled it off immediately, but it's all licensed. Um, The foreign licenses, um, they said were for seven years. So I pray that it's going to be soon. In the meantime, there are bootleg uh, copies being sold in India and China and on eBay of my old works. And so it's just this nightmare of my old stuff out there. Right. So, so I, and I gave refunds for the first two years as much as we could wow. of anyone who asked for refunds. Right. I mean, it was, it was the right thing to do. The Bible shows us to do that. Um, and then we, we basically ran out of money. My husband got, praise the Lord, a really good job right away where we live now. He loves his job. He's contributing and it's paying the bills. Um, but we did leave the new age in debt because the law of attraction says kind of fake it till you make it and, yeah. and live where you want to be. So we were living way above our means, even though we wow. were making a lot of money. Yeah. Um, we were spending more. We were like rock stars. We yeah. were, you know, taking all of our family and friends on first class vacations. We had 300 animals on our ranch and that was very expensive with vet bills and, sure. and food bills. We just, we were... Um, buying all of our clothes on Fifth Avenue and Milan and London and, you know, just living this really high life. So when we left the New Age, we were actually in debt. We still are paying off our debts because the Bible says we're not supposed to have debt. So we're being responsible. I have a part-time regular job to pay the bills because we still have some pets and they are expensive to have pets. It's our only luxury now. Right. Um, But praise the Lord. Um, I had been looking for the truth my whole life, even though I had a successful new age career, which seemed to have everything, you know, I had sold out audiences. I was being treated like a rock star, being flown first class around the world. It seemed like I had good friends. I I had good health. You know, it seemed like I had it all, but I was still seeking. I was empty and I was not fulfilled. And I kept thinking that I must find the truth. I must find the truth. And it was always on my bookshelf in the Bible that whole time. I mean, it was just, it was right there. And I had read bits of the Bible, so Mm -hmm. I thought I had read enough, but you have to read the whole Bible. So I ended up going to seminary um, and and that book that you showed, Deceive No More, which Mm -hmm. actually I want to say I don't recommend that book because I wrote it. I wrote it in 2019 when I was still a baby Christian and there's things I would change. (laughs) Right. but um, the the editor came to me from Harp, um, from uh, Thomas Nelson and said, "Hey, we want to publish your testimony." And I then prayed about it and went to uh, Elder Brothers and Sisters in Christ and said, "Is this a good idea?" And they all said yes. So I wrote that book, and the amount that they gave me for the um, advance was exactly the amount for seminary tuition okay. to get a master's. So okay. I ended up getting a master's in biblical and theological studies just in order to make sure that I was rightly dividing his word after a lifetime of twisting scripture. Sure. And I got, I got straight A's and one B through 56 units in my master's. And I'm not saying that to boast. I'm saying that it's a miracle because I would have got straight F's before I was saved. Right. I'm, a, I'm a walking testimony that God gives us a new life and a new heart yeah. and a biblical worldview. Uh, my political views completely changed um, I was ultra liberal in the new age besides, you know, I was pro-life. That was the sure. only conservative part of me, but I was in the green party. I was left of the Democrats <laughs> and I voted for what's her name? Jill Sanders yeah. in, in that election because I, I, I didn't trust Hillary. I had enough sense to not trust yeah, her, but, amen. But, but I was, I was so liberal, 
but reading the Bible is what made me conservative. So on my page, I don't talk about politics, but I point people to the Bible knowing that if they're saved and get a biblical worldview, they'll automatically see that the conservative worldview is the biblical worldview. Amen. You know? Yes. So. I 1000% know that now I, and I, and I want to, I want to say something to what you said about, we're not promoting, uh, deceive no more. Okay. Yeah. So something that people are, because you've grown even from that place. Right? right. And so something that my late pastor taught us, and he used to always champion this and, and God rest his soul, because I carry it with me. I tell this to my kid. I tell this to my mom, to my audience. I'm like, I reserve the right to change. Because the word says that he takes us from glory to glory. So how I started is not how I'm going to finish. And he is faithful to finish the good work that he began in us, right? So there's a starting point. There's a growing period there. And because we're so disappointed um, by in the people that we thought we could trust uh, with politics, with our governance, with mm-hmm. our with our budget, with our tithes, right? I mean, all of the with our children for the love of God in the Catholic Church, in the Baptist Church, in a number of churches where people yeah. are molesting our children, and and we lay all of that. We put the head of God, the face of God, on all of that. And then we expect perfection in people who are growing in their faith. We won't allow people to grow, right? I know that was, gosh, in 2017 and 18, it was, it was horrible because I was getting hated on from the new agers who were, they thought I was betraying them. And then I was getting hated on by Christians who said, well, she's not a real Christian because of this, this, and this, they wanted me to be instantly solid in my theology. And and I I couldn't, I was going through sanctification, early sanctification publicly. um, And sanctification is us, as you said, glory to glory. It's, it's that refining to set us apart, to mold us into being more Christ-like. And it's a lifelong process until we go home. And, and so, you know, every time that I've found out that I'm an error, I publicly repent. Yep. I'm, I'm super teachable. I, except for if someone's trying to convince me that one of the charismatic gifts I should be promoting, I'm not going to go there because they remind me of the new age, ah, but interesting. Uh, yeah. So, you know, as long as I can, if, if someone wants to confront me and show me in the Bible where I'm an error, please do sure. please come to me. Sure. Like, uh, so what happened was January 7th, 2017. Um, this was before we were saved months before we were saved. I was at our liberal church and uh, at a service mm-hmm. and, and just sitting there. And all of a sudden I had this big experience. It was twofold experience. One was that the gospel was revealed to me at that moment in its entirety. And, and in that moment, January 7, 2017, it, I knew for a fact that Jesus really is the son of God who really did die for our sins mm-hmm. and that the Bible really is God's inerrant and sufficient word. I knew that in my soul and nobody could convince me otherwise. I just knew that it was just boom. Uh, just knowing that, but I didn't know that I was a sinner at that point because I hadn't read God's word, okay. you know, that, that came in late 2017, but I knew the gospel at that moment. But I also, at that same time, because I'd grown up um, in this demonic kind of environment of mm-hmm. Christian science um, I'd been having visions since I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. I'd been seeing people. I'd been seeing what you talked about, the fairies. Yep. And the, I thought they were, you know, of course they were demons. Right. Uh, but I, I 
had a, and I've been having visions I thought were Jesus since I was young. And so in that very moment when the gospel was revealed to me, I had one of my Jesus visions. So I naturally thought in my unsanctified mind mm -hmm. that Jesus had brought me the gospel. Right. And I, and I held on to that for a couple of years because I'd given up all my other visions. I'd renounced them all except for that one vision. I thought I had such doubts. I was like, okay, I, I don't believe in visions anymore. I'm not having them anymore. But that one gave me the gospel, so it must have been Jesus. So that's so I, I started teaching about that and writing about it. Yep. And people were like, hang on, you you know, you've you said this vision. And it and people started putting me down for that. But there was several brothers in Christ who came to me and took the time to shepherd me. And that's what we want to do with yep. false teachers. If if they're teachable, is shepherd them. And so they shepherded me over hours. It was Chris Rosebro. Justin Peters, Mark Shaw, uh, and also Warren B. Smith. Mm -hmm. and, and they're all solid in, in God's word. They took their time with me over the phone to just to really slowly help me to see that that vision was just one more deception from the new age, from my old life. Mm -hmm. In fact, Chris Roseborough said it was part of spiritual warfare, right. that it was like the, you know, the devil masquerading as Jesus trying to pull me back in. Because at that time, when I was getting called out of the new age and, and I was, we were going to church, we'd started reading the Bible. I was thinking of becoming a prophetess. Right. Right. <laughs> I was actually going to sign up for prophetess school, right. which is so laughable because I was an accurate psychic. Right. And, and I could tell you things that you could, I couldn't know and you couldn't know. And I thought, well, I'll just be a Christian psychic, a prophetess. Right. And I was like, there's prophets in the Bible. The Miriam's right. a prophetess, it says. Right. Anna's a prophetess. So I can be a prophetess. I would have ended up on a Bethel stage. Right. If, if <laughs> I, I really and, and for those of you who don't know what that means, <laughs> uh, it's not a good thing. So, okay, no. go ahead. <laughs> I would have gone from false prophet in the new age to false prophet. Yes. In, yes. And yeah. yeah. So it was, it was only by God's grace and mercy and my Bible study that kept me away from that and wow. helped me to, you know, continue the sanctification process. Um, I, I do my best to share the gospel. Yeah. My main focus is to share the new age deception that I was shocked to find in churches. When I, was saved, I naively thought I could go to a church and it would be this pious temple of biblical truth. And there was yoga classes there and there yeah. was the Enneagram and there was Reiki energy healing and they're selling essential oils like they're idols, yes. like witches do. Not, I yes. mean, essential oils are not essential, but just still oils are in the Bible, Sure, but not, not in the way the new agers use it. They right. use it as hocus pocus to manifest abundance. Sure. That's witchcraft. And all these things were in churches. And I, and I thought, well, what's going on here? I just left that. This is like a <laughs> mind, body, spirit festival with Bible verses. And, and so yep. I, you know, I, I do my best sometimes clumsily to expose new age. Just, just, it reminds me of this TV program I saw once mm -hmm. where there was an ex house burglar and he went on the news to tell people right. how to not get your house burgled. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, I, and I was an insider. I mean, I was touring with Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer, um, Louise Hay, all the famous wow. New Agers. I toured with them, um, Marion Williamson, all the famous psychics. I toured with them for over 20 years. They were my so-called friends. Um, we traveled together. I knew them. And, and, and most of all, I want to expose myself because other people 
to my horror, continue to use my old products. Mm. The only blessing is that my website is on the back of every one of those products. And they, people go to the website and they yeah. see me confronting and saying, don't worship angels, you know, repent, don't, don't you know, stay away from this. this is how I got saved. Right. And then my Instagram, the same thing is how people can get a hold of me. And they write me about the cards or something. And I, it gives me an opportunity to share the gospel. Right. And- Doreen, how would someone know if they're dealing with a false angel of light? So for instance, I mean, it's pretty powerful. Like you're thinking, wow, like I've just been visited by Christ himself with the gospel. Why on earth would the devil ever bring the gospel to me? And, and I have an answer for that, but I'm curious, how would one recognize if they're dealing with an angel of darkness posing as an angel of light? Yeah. And, and just to clarify, in my experience, the Holy Spirit brought me the gospel. He, I knew the gospel okay. already, but he, he took the veil off like yeah, Second Corinthians talks about. Right. And so, so they were two simultaneous experiences where the devil was masked Jesus, as I understood him, now that I think about how he looked. That's that's nothing like the Bible. Yeah, he probably looked like the Abercrombie and Fitch Jesus that we're all. Yeah, yeah, I know. The really nice looking Fabio Jesus that doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was (laughs) really hokey. It was hokey. Yes. Um, But I was I was I didn't know better back then. Right. Anyway, so how would you know Um, the Apostle John who lived and worked with Jesus probably closer than any other disciple? He was the one uh, also with with Peter and uh, and James who was taken up on the mount of the transfiguration can you imagine he was there at the garden of gethsemane when jesus agony happened he was just in the inner circle he he saw jairus's daughter raised from the dead right i mean john john was intimately with jesus and john said that in his his first letter in chapter four he said that we are to test the spirits right and he said that if the spirit confesses jesus biblically. Now he was talking about at that point, Gnosticism, where they Mm -hmm. said Jesus was just a spirit. So John was talking about that Jesus really was physically here. I ate with him. I touched him. I talked with him. I lived with him. But it's he, he, the sense of it is that he's saying, if the spirit confesses Jesus biblically, we all know that Jesus came as the son of God, fully God and fully man. And he lived a sinless life because that way he was qualified to take the sin, the punishment for sin that we all deserve as all of us are sinners. Romans 3.23 says that. So Jesus took the punishment we all deserve and he imputed his perfect righteousness to us on the cross and then was raised three days later. And many people saw him walking around in the flesh, ate with him, talked with him, touched him. Think of Thomas putting his hand through the, the, the hole in his hand. And, and then he ascended and he's at the right hand of the father and he will return to judge us all. And if we are in Christ, if we're saved and born again, all God will see is Jesus' perfect righteousness. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. But if we're not in Christ, God will see that we've all broken his commandments. And those 10 commandments are still for today. Jesus fulfilled the ceremonial laws about mixing linen with cotton and the shellfish and right. all those things that people like to poke fun of Jesus, uh, you know, Christianity about right. Jesus fulfilled all that. So there doesn't need to be any more sacrifices. We don't need to work for our salvation. Jesus did it all on the cross. And so when, when people hear that, they, you know, 
they they don't they either know Jesus or they don't. Right. I didn't know Jesus in yeah. the New Age. I thought of Jesus as a, a mortal man who was a good teacher who ascended, yep. and we called him an ascended master. And it's blasphemy and heresy to think that. But I had not read the Bible through the lens of you know having the the veil lifted. Right. right. Um, you know, just praise God for yeah. his mercy on me. I, I, I should have gone to hell for teaching everyone wrongly like I did and leading so many astray unknowingly. And um, it's just, it's a miracle that I'm here talking with you today, Monica. Yeah, amen. And I'm so glad you are because I, like I said at the beginning of my show, I go into different spaces on Twitter, which is um, basically like a giant talk app, okay? And so and it's it's a big party line where everyone can speak and, and ask questions and share opinions and whatnot. And I was just in one yesterday, actually, uh, that turned very uh, politics v. religion. And, and people are looking, they're seeking for answers, yeah. which is a good thing that, it, you know, to mm-hmm. seek and find. But, you know, but, but most people, I find are seeking and they're stopping with whatever limited knowledge they have or uh, with the itching ears like we were talking about earlier. Um, And they see the gospel as divisive. And I have a very dear brother in the Lord. His name is Leonidas. He's Greek, Leonidas. And I call him Leon. And he's probably in my space tonight. And um, he said, here's the deal. Even Christ himself said, He did not come to bring peace. That word is going to be divisive. And it's because it separates, right, down to the marrow. It separates the wheat from the chaff in and of itself. It's sharper than than any two-edged sword. So you don't have to wield it to cut people's heads off with it. You know, you don't have to condemn and damn people to hell with it. You sh- it's easily entreatable. It's peaceable. It's, it's, we give it, we impart it with meekness and, and with a contrition, right? And humility, the fact that we even understand it and we receive it, like you said, is his grace and his mercy and a miracle. And so it's with that spirit with which we are to share it. But some people are just, they've been wounded. Um, they don't know what they don't know, or they have had one of these experiences like what you're sharing, which is uh, extremely spiritual that has, uh, that they feel has altered the trajectory of their lives. That is a good thing. And there couldn't possibly be anything wrong with it. Um, but they still don't commingle, uh, you know, spiritual stuff and faith stuff with political stuff as a political consultant and as a minister, I rail against that because I say that politics is downhill from culture. And if that's true, then the the public servants or overlords that we have now um, are indicative of our actual spiritual condition. That's that is my humble belief. And I believe that until we repent and we turn and we turn back to him and repent and call upon him, he will then hear us and heal our land. So for all of our great ideas, for all of our midterm elections, for all of the billions of dollars spent on man uh, to make something right, for all of our arguing and fussing and fighting and pointing fingers in spaces and all over the place, you know, I think to myself, there's a real viable solution and it's the only solution. It, It is the only thing that is going to alter the trajectory of any society. Um, and people are very offended by that. 
And you know what, Doreen, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with you being offended uh, because I'm responsible for the truth I share. I'm not Mm -hmm. responsible for what you receive, but I am responsible for, for what I share and how I share it. And I love passionately. Like I'm Greek and I'm German. So I, I mean, like nice. you know, we hug and we get yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So we hug, yeah. we kiss, like, you know, we, we're, we're fighting hard. We're living hard. We're loving hard. Like we, we, we faith hard, you know, and it's like, Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. I see you guys going over a cliff and I love you. And I, and I don't want you to go over the cliff. So, so, and you're taking other people with you in the mm-hmm. process. So let's stop. Now I want to pivot for a moment before I open up the mic to people in the space. And if you're in the space, welcome to my show. I'm back from vacation. If you're on YouTube, I see uh, you guys are uh, conversing over here and I will get to some of your questions in, in the comment section in a minute, but we are live on YouTube as well as Twitter and in Twitter spaces. You're welcome to come into the Twitter space and ask Doreen questions in just a moment. We're going to open up those mics. I have a couple of co-hosts with me. I'm not sure yet. Christopher's still with us. Excellent. And so so is 10. And those guys are going to manage who is in what order of questions. Um, if you are here to push back, or if you are part of the occult, you're welcome to, to push back. But if you have been assigned to come into this space tonight to cause chaos and confusion, I'm going to go ahead and take authority over that spirit in the name of Yahusha. And I command you to leave my space. You are not welcome here. And we're not going to have confusion in my space or on my show. So, so I welcome all other questions. Um, there's no such thing as a dumb question. Uh, if you are offended by something she said, I look forward to you bringing your questions so that she can clarify something. Don't leave my space offended. We have enough offense in the world. And that's not the purpose of this show. The purpose of this show is because Doreen has been brought out of abject darkness and occultism into the light, and she's still growing, which I think is wonderful. And she'll probably come back a year from now and be like, hey, remember when I said this? Well, I've had even deeper revelation on that. I'm going to be like, praise God. So so here we are. Um, but Doreen, we live in a culture where our children are being sacrificed to demons, and people think yeah. I'm being hyperbolic when I say that. But when you talk about transgenderism and mutilating children's genitals, to me, that is part of satanic ritual abuse. Would you agree with that? I would. And I actually had a conversation with a man who identifies as transgender and he said it was child abuse. So it's not, it's, it's not even part of the transgender agenda from what I understand. That's a separate agenda that is going on. um, And and, and here's what I get is that Satan hates families. Yep. And he, he started with feminism in the 60s and 70s, which I was caught up in. I was born in 58 and, and making women leave the home and be, you know, the breadwinners. Sometimes they have to. I understand that. But I'm talking about ambitious women sure. who don't have to and leave their kids at home. And then, you know, abortion is part of that. And also this um, making sure children are infertile by removing their reproductive organs. It's, it's that part of just diminishing this, the family as God created it. Sure. Yeah. I call it the family feud that began way before any of us were even a consideration. Um, yeah. And in that we are now living that out. And Satan and Lucifer did say, I will exalt my throne above yours. And so I feel like he does that in this earth, you know, through... <laughs> 
he's like the worst intellectual property, uh, you know, person ever uh, or entity ever in that he masquerades as, as an, as an originalist, as anyone with an original idea. And I go back to the old Testament when you are, when you were dealing with the diviners and people who could match the prophets, up to a certain point. That's right. Right. And that's right. Right. And then the spirit of the Lord dropped and it was like, Oh, Whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> we, we can't yeah. turn the water into blood. So what just happened? So, that's right. Yeah. 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 So Pharaoh uh, sorcerers, Pharaoh sorcerers are a perfect example because yeah. people say, well, if new age is bad, why does it work? And it, Ooh, and like you said, yeah. it's exactly it, Monica, it works to a point. Right. And it, it is all designed as a counterfeit to God's real miracles and it's designed by Satan to hook people in. It's an addiction that happens. They get hooked into New Age and they think they need it. And once you're in the New Age pipeline, you go darker and darker. You want more and more and you're never satisfied. Yes. It is like a spiritual pornography. You don't just stop at one level. You don't. Right. It, 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 it just, it, you're right. You go from one level of darkness to the other. You know, people who are like, hey, what's your sign? And I'm like, well, I'm sealed with the Holy Spirit. So there's that, right? So that's my sign. I know my birth sign. And and I also know how to chew meat and spit out bones. So I welcome atheists, Satanists. I've actually had several Satanists who came in to challenge me on things in the past. And I love them because they're so, um, they're actually so open spiritually that they're some of the easiest people ever to minister the truth to. And they'll privately DM you, especially when you're not afraid and you're not a offended. There's an open door there and I'm not, and I'm immovable from my faith. And so, um, and because of that, it's like, Hey, you want to come in and talk about things, then, you know, let's chat. I've actually had people convert back to, uh, their Christianity. So without going into, you know, super, and I'd love to bring you back and go even deeper now that you've been introduced to my audience, but I was part of a ministry that most would consider a deliverance ministry. So Mm -hmm. I have come face to face with manifestations of things that Hollywood is portrayed in a Hollywood manner. Um, I have heard the voice of demons come out of human bodies. Um, I have seen the power of the simplicity of the gospel literally deliver people from demonic oppression, uh, from generational curses, uh, from sickness and disease. You know, I, I'm not a Christian who denies the power of, of our father mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I've seen it with my own two eyes. But much of the church is extremely wary of things like that. They're wary of yeah. things like that. And I tell people, you know, if you're in the word and the Holy Spirit's teaching you, then you don't have to be afraid. Um, You can trust in knowing that he'll take you from glory to glory, just like he promised that he would, and he'll finish the good work that he began in you. Um, But I'm curious, can you give us just a few of the examples that you see as someone who's come out of the occult of examples of how uh, occultism itself from, uh, like you said, uh, hatred against the patriarchy, feminism, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the extremes of people trying to find equity versus uh, owning the fact that, our father says he created all of us equal in his sight, right? And the cross literally Mm -hmm. makes everyone equal. So, so how do you see that Mm -hmm. occultism infiltrating um, all parts of our society? Yeah. It's shocking how it's spreading like cancer. I I cannot believe it. When I was growing up, I was considered an oddball because we were metaphysical in a Christian world in the late Mm fifties, early sixties. And then, of course, Vietnam hit and the infiltration of Hinduism from the Beatles and bringing over yoga. 
And I'll talk about yoga if anyone wants to. Sure. I, I, pract I practiced yoga for 20 years. And one of my best friends oh, wow. was a yoga in, uh, instructor. Yeah. So I'll talk about that. But anyway, um, and now I'm, a, I'm an oddball again, because I'm a Christian in a new age world. <laughs> and, and it's just, it's crazy to me. This is the same world that I grew up in. Right. And, and so, yeah, the demonic influence is, is indicative, I think, of end times that the Bible points us to, that okay. Jesus, Jesus said it will get really dark before he comes back. And it's not up to us to fix it, you know, to make that, like dominionism teaches falsely that we're supposed to make the world a happy, happy place, and then Jesus right. will come back. Right. That's not what he said. He, he said right. it's going to get really bad. Like you, you started the show by saying, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, but what we can do is we can point people to Jesus to prepare for G Jesus' right. return. Or if they're going to die before he returns, we, we need to prepare people. We can't save anybody, but we sure are commanded to share the gospel and to expose darkness. And and then it's up to God, of course, whether yeah. he's going to lift that veil at that time or not. Why he waited 59 years to lift the veil on me is completely right. up to him, not me. Right. You know, of course, I had lots of regrets like, oh, I wish I'd raised my kids Christian because they're still New Asians and such. But right. it's, all, it's all God's will. And, and yes, the Bible talks about these unclean spirits known as fallen angels or demons, or they're also called familiar spirits. Yes. And, and, and so when people go into doing manifestation work, which mm -hmm. is what I was big into, law of attraction, visualization, vision boards, it's not biblical. People want to point to Habakkuk 2.2. That's twisting scripture. Mm -hmm. It's when you try to force your will uh, and try to control and predict your future, you are being man-centered, not God-centered. Mm -hmm. We have to learn how to trust in the Lord and 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 with all of our heart and lean on him and not our own understanding. That was such a huge life lesson for me. I didn't know who God was. How am I supposed to trust him? Right. And right. we, the only, the only way we can know God and his attributes is by studying his word, the Bible. Sure. Yeah. Something was just brought to my attention a few weeks ago. And I want to say, was it in my, yeah, it was in my own Bible study. Uh, and I had a guest come in a uh, gentleman by the name of truth factory. For those of you in Twitter world, if you're not following truth, you should be, <clears throat> excuse me, but I had him come in and, and really teach us on the names of our father. And so what is after that teaching, I've been using Yahuwah and Yahusha because that's appropriate. Um, and that's actual, you know, those are, uh, those are names by which uh, you know, I feel are important whenever you are uh, fellowshipping and communing. Uh, you know, why would you call someone by the wrong name? Uh, so, so he, so he opened our eyes to that. But, but we got into this. <clears throat> excuse me. You know, the um, Jezebel spirits and the different spirits that are, you know, that are manifesting in this day and age, and that some people just don't see it for, you know, for what it is. Um, and you hear the church kind of joke about the she's got she's a Jezebel uh, or she has a Jezebel spirit and I'm like if you understood how serious that was um in in terms of like sexual spirits succubus incubus um you know spirits that visit you in your sleep spirits that try to take control over your body um in your sleep time you know you start talking like this and people are like okay now you're starting to sound a little wackadoo um but it's all right there yeah, and, and yeah. It's, Ephesians 6 yeah. we're we're not waging a war against flesh and blood, but against the principality powers and authorities, the yeah. demons. Right. And, and so I wish pastors would talk about this more. And, Me you too. know, <laughs> it, it, it's a lot of it is, um, 
you know, there's no actual Jezebel spirit, as you know, in the Bible, there's Jezebel, the Jezebel, person, right. and then there's, and then she's alluded to in Revelation, but there's that definite influence of uh, someone coming in as, um, you know, I even think of it as an Eve archetype, that yep. rebellious female yep. who want, she wants to take over the church, she wants to be the pastor, she wants to be the one doing the baptisms and the Lord's Supper, she wants to lead everything. Well, that's right in Genesis 3 and 4, isn't it? That that's right. part of the curse, that women will be competitive with men. And it's, it was such a, you know, a part of my sanctification to learn how to be submissive right. to my husband. Now, it also says that husbands need to cherish their wives and, and not to be abusive, that it, as, a, as a husband loves his wife, yeah. it's loving himself. Sure. And my husband is very grounded in scripture, praise the Lord. Yeah. And he's a wonderful, loving husband. We have a Jesus-centered marriage, which is amazing. And it Amen. works. That's good. So, Amen to that. Yeah. I'm very yeah. glad to hear that because many people don't. Um, okay, I'm going to go to people over in Twitter world. So if you guys have questions, this is a time for you to uh, request a mic. I would love to hear from you. And and Doreen, Doreen is, is with us for a little bit longer. We're going to take mm -hmm. your questions. Uh, let's start with my co-host, Christopher. What you got? Hey. Um, Hi. Okay, so... The game's going to be starting here soon, so <laughs> I'm so glad you came to me. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, but I did actually, I did actually have a couple of questions okay. um, for her. Um, so uh, the first question, or the, the two questions I had right out of the gates when she was talking, was her friends her that were so close to her. How did that change? Did they stick oh. with her? Did they convert to Christianity too because of her, and, or did they leave her? And how? Did how did that impact her, like you know, overcoming that? Yeah, thank you, Christopher. That's a very sensitive question. And the majority of my friends have left me and won't speak to me. I've reached out to them; they I get nothing back. Uh, a few friends who were actually raised in the church and who had backslidden came back to the Lord, and it's all God's grace. It has nothing to do with me, but it's so I do have some good sisters in Christ from the old days. Um, the, the tragedy is that my sons that I raised in the new age and they were, they actually were employed by me as a new age teacher and they were being paid handsomely. Um, they, uh, please pray for their salvation. They're still, um, in the new age and, uh, and they've ghosted me. They won't talk to me. And it's, it's just this painful thing I live with daily because I sure. miss them so much. And, sure. and I just, if we, you could pray, I mean, most of all, I pray for their salvation, but I pray also for our reconciliation. I, I, I'm not able to see my grandson and, and it's just really, mm -hmm. it's hard. It's really hard. The, but Jesus promised this. I go yeah. to, to Math, Matthew 10. He said right there, daughter-in-law and mother-in-law, as you, you mentioned, he yep. didn't come to bring peace, that's but right. a sword. And, and that's exactly what's happened to me. Um, right. My parents, before they died, were still New Agers. I, I pray they were like the thief on the cross mm -hmm. and came to the gospel. My brother um, got saved before me, and I credit his prayers a lot for pushing me in the right direction. Mm -hmm. uh, and so my brother and I are incredibly close because we both came out of that darkness and into the light of Jesus. Um, and But that you know, I don't have much family left because my mm -hmm. family was fourth-generation Christian science. Right. And and many of them in the new age too. So they don't right. understand what I'm doing. They think this is hate talk. 
Oh, how about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very. That's a liberal mindset, if you will, yeah. right? Like if you're not yeah. saying something that agrees, that makes everyone feel okay, then you're being harmful. Oh, yeah. Yes. Hateful. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But I mean, to, in their defense, I want to say that I, I wasn't the best mother grow, when they were growing up because I was out running around the world being a new age teacher. So, you know, it wasn't like I went from being a perfect new age mother right. to being a Christian either. <laughs> Um, I have repented and repented for that. I wish I could rewind time. But on the other hand, going through those years in the new age has given me inside information that I think is valuable to the church. That's right. Yeah, you're like a spy. It's great. Yeah, yeah except for now you're like a spy for the right team. Exactly. <laughs> so that's great. I love it. Christopher, thank you for that. Whenever you need yeah, to hop well, off. Yeah, now go let ahead. Me ask another, let me ask another. Yeah. Well, first of all, let me just say... Um, that you know you still do have a family it's just they're gonna come to you they're gonna you know god is going to get them to you when the time is right just like he came to you and brought you to him you know and um and so i just want you to never give up hope and just always tell you as somebody who um had to kind of face some of those things uh with cancer early you know just even a a year um you can you can all you can do is shower them with love every chance you get send them messages of love and eventually um they will see the light and they'll come your way um i uh, um yeah we can never give up hope on our kids um and uh so oh so my other question for you was now that you're you know um working with us average peasants in the world (laughs) (laughs) i'm joking but now that you're doing like an average job which you know do yeah. people recognize you? Like, do they say, oh my gosh, like, are you, you know, uh, you know, and go down that road? Talk about that. Yeah. I, I mean, occasionally I, I'm very um, private person. Um, people, of course, I'm very active in our local church and, and doing charitable volunteer work. Um, but I, when I'm out with my friends, they know what I do in terms of exposing the new age, but it's just not, it's not an issue to them because they're, they are solid biblical women. And so I don't need to be talking about, you know, yoga is really Hindu paganism and it can't be redeemed. I don't need to say that to them because they got it before I met them. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I mean, yeah. I don't mean necessarily. Oh, that. like, I mean, like, if like, people, people recognize yeah. you? Like, oh my yeah, gosh, I get, I do Doreen? get that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I get that. <laughs> Doreen, yeah, cool. what what kind of spiritual pushback did you get whenever you converted? Oh, yeah. This, yeah, I, see, I, that's good I, stuff. See, I, I was working with the devil in a, unknowingly right. for all those years. And when I quit working for him to go work for his arch enemy, yes. Jesus, I never had spiritual warfare till that uh, the literally the night that I dropped to my knees in repentance yeah. when I read Deuteronomy 18 and was saved. Yeah. That night began a series of sleepless nights of demons oppressing me. I'd never felt anything so evil and palpable. And I, I got the sense that witches were praying against me. And I later was able to uh, va- validate that that actually was happening. Right. And I didn't know what to do. So I, I personally had bad experiences with deliverance ministries. I reached out to them. And things got worse. It would get temporarily better, but then things got worse. The only thing that worked for me mm-hmm. to calm the spiritual warfare, which, you know, it was to get rid of all the New Age products yep. in my house, throw, throw them all away. Yep. Um, that that was really important. And that helped a lot. 
And then, um, of course, to keep repenting daily of sins and praying for God to purify my heart so that I don't want to willfully sin. And then the third thing that's been such a blessing is is listening to audios of the Bible at night yep. um, and in our bedroom. And it really helps my husband and I to have good night's sleep. Before then, I was taking melatonin like 10 Tic-tacs, at a time yeah. to try to sleep. <laughs> exactly. But it was off. I couldn't sleep because it was... <laughs> It's uh, bad. It was, they're here. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the, you know, just like, cause, because Jesus, of course, in the wilderness, that's how he combated Satan yep. who, who was twisting scriptures. He said, it is written, it is written. So, so mm-hmm. I just, the power of God's word, it is living. And when you play audios of it in your house, yes. I mean, it, it's one of the best things we can do to saturate our mind with his word. Every night we listen to one whole book of the Bible. And then in the morning, I read one chapter of the Bible and I just, you know, stay in his word every single day, no matter how busy I am. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you um, firsthand and, and rogue chick, I'm going to mute your mic just one more time. Do me a favor. uh, Keep your mic muted for me until you actually come up to speak. And if you guys do come up into the speaker space, please raise your hand so the guys can keep up with the order of things. Um, Yeah. So yes, when I, when, when I first had my, and I was raised as an Orthodox Christian. So, um, and when I had my big rebirth, my priest looked at me and said, you've been visited by an angel of darkness posing as an angel of light. Uh, because I renounced the occultism that I found in the Orthodox church and didn't even know that's what I was doing. Um, I just received, now I tell people I'm just a straight up Jesus girl. Um, but I don't condemn people who are Catholic or who are Orthodox. You know, the word says not to judge another man's servant. And so I pray for people. I, you know, I, again, he got you right? And so no Mm -hmm. one's too far. No. Um, Right. But I, man, the warfare, oh, and I didn't know what I was up against. And my husband, can you, um, yeah, you hear me? I can. What happened? I can hear you. Okay. Can I hear her? I can't hear her either. Oh no. Let me message her real quick. Oh no. Can you hear me now? Yeah. I can hear you. Oh gosh. I don't even know what just happened. I did not do that. Okay, can you guys? I'm just road, 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 road trip and then everything went silent. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's that's spiritual warfare right there. Uh, exactly. I did not even touch my microphone. No, Thank you. No. Thanks, guys. I see all of your uh, text messages coming in now. I appreciate you. Um, okay, I got it. So I'm I'm seeing requests come in. If you guys could add people, I'd appreciate it. Whenever you guys come up, just mute your mic, please. But I was saying that um, the warfare that I went through after uh, my conversion from um, orthodoxy to just straight up Christianity um, and in biblical Christianity um, and really having a very um, intimate encounter where the word became living and breathing. It was no longer Swahili to me where I was always intrigued by scriptures, but I couldn't understand anything I was reading. It just didn't make sense. And as soon as my heart was so desperate and I cried out, my husband was Um, he had actually already died of Luke Eric's disease, ALS. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was a, it was a demonic process too. And I remember the black nurses would tell me, girl, I don't know what that is in that bed, but that is not your husband. And there are things trying to take you down. I would have manifestations in my home and not understand what was going on. 
And they educated me to spiritual warfare because I was not familiar with that at all. Um, and after he passed, I just had a real come to Jesus moment where it was like, I can't go on like this and I have to know you and I have to know that you're alive and that I'm yours and you are mine. And the scriptures just came to life, you know, doors were opened. I could understand that I received it as for my own salvation as, as true. Um, and, but from that point forward, uh, yeah, the warfare was very real. And so I don't think people sometimes are prepared and Doreen on a national level, and we'll go to some other callers or other, uh, participants, on a national level, what I see happening is that I believe that we have um, prayed, we have petitioned the heavenly courts. Uh, some of the body has uh, fasted and prayed and repented and, and petitioned the heavenly courts. And if I believe that if our Father was merciful enough to look for even 10 righteous people, right, and got down to the nitty gritty to save Sodom and Gomorrah, that we, we through Christ, we we have more than 10 righteous people in this country. So I believe that he has gotten up from his throne. He is scattering his enemies and he is calling justice forth in this country. And judgment is going to fall on the church first. And then it's going to move out from there. This is just my fundamental theological belief. And because things that we have worshipped are idols of academia, of pharmacia in medicine, of um, sex, television, entertainment, sports, all the things that we worship, man, politics, government, our own constitution, our own sovereignty. I mean, things that are important, but we have turned to idolatry of these things. I believe because of that, all of our pillars are being upended and it's really in by his mercy and his grace that he's like, Hey, your idols are falling, but I'm calling you unto myself. I'm not going to leave you to the destruction, but because we are turning away from them, I really do believe that all of hell is also rising up to be like, Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why aren't you, you know, why aren't you worshiping at my altars anymore? And so I just see this great, massive battle happening in my country, and I can't separate uh, faith, politics, life, culture, family. I, it's all, it's all at its root is um, is our is our our walk with our Creator, who I believe is the author of our liberty. So that's my soapbox. Uh, all right, so I see a bunch of people with. Uh, hey, Monica, and just yeah. I'm sure you're getting the messages, but I I think you're the space audio is um, crossing over the YouTube audio on YouTube. Just FYI. I don't know what that means, crossing over. What it means is what you, what's happening in the spaces is interfering with, it's echoing basically on YouTube, so they're jumbling over each other. <laughs> so it's making it difficult on YouTube to hear what, okay. what's being said. Well, there's 10 people on YouTube. So if you guys want to <laughs> pop over to Twitter, <laughs> go for that. I don't know how to fix that, and we're going to keep on rolling. So I, other than Doreen, you may have your uh, audio up on your computer. If you do, that would cause a problem. But other than that, I, <laughs> I don't know how to fix that. Um, okay, who's next? Next up is Bella. Hi, thank you. Thanks, Monica Creston. Hey, Bella. Hi, Doreen. Um, <clears throat> actually, this is a very interesting story. I grew up in Texas, um, very Christian family, grew up a professional dancer, and then moved out to L.A. Um, in L.A., I learned all about the secret, um, and I believe you're the Doreen Virtue from, like, the Angels 
and like yeah. a house is that correct yes in the past okay. yeah mm-hmm. okay so um yeah so i got involved in all of that my aunt was the one that actually got me involved in all of that um so i kind of stepped away from like um my christianhood and started exploring mm-hmm. things like that and you were one of those that i really resonated with so like the angel cards the the um meditations and all that and I'm in a place in my life now where I'm a lot older, mature, and definitely rededicated my life to Christ and everything. So this is a testimony, actually. I wasn't even going to get get on spaces tonight. And then I saw your name, and I was like, no way. That's not, is that Hay House playing Virtue? I'm like, there's no way. And then I hear Monica, and I know Monica's a Christian. I'm like, she's popping her in there. And then you guys are talking about Christianity. And I'm just like, this is the biggest, like, full circle moment for me. Because, like, I always wondered, well, all that stuff that I'd learned, like it said it was coming from God and white lights and all that kind of stuff. Like, do people still do that? And a friend of mine, I swear to God, the other day was like, have you bought any books from Hay House lately? And I was like, no. And then here you are. So I just wanted to share that and see what your thoughts were on that. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I was one of the top new age authors in the world when God saved me. I was at the peak of my career and it's just his genius, his, his, his plan and every day I pray for him to use my sinful past for his glory. Um, it's, it's not easy. I, I think actually in a way to be, in, I, I'm now 64 years old. And when you're in your 60s, you don't care as much when people hate you as you do when you're 20. <laughs> absolutely true. Um, but, you know, but. Um, but there, I'm not in my been, 60s. I'm in my 50s and I already feel that way. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, the slander, people make up these crazy stories about me. The craziest is that I'm doing this for money when I never, ever push any products. I don't have Patreon to receive money. I don't ask for donations. If people donate money to me, I give it to their favorite charity in their name. I never ask for money. And yet that's a constant slander I'm, re- I'm receiving from people who are disparaging my work. And, and I'm like, look, you, there's a lot of things you could put me down for, but that's not one of them. Right. That's just that's just garbage. There's no, there's no money being asked for or received on my end. I'm I'm doing this because I'm horrified at my past. I'm horrified that people don't know that they're doing new age work and they are professing Christians. I'm horrified that people are being disobedient to God and don't know it because they are not reading their Bibles like I didn't. And so I'm just here. It's not works-based. We're not saved by our works by, you know, by leaving the new age, it's not going to save you only through Jesus through the gospel are you saved but once we're saved we want to obey God yeah amen uh so for those of you concerned about the problems on YouTube uh there are no (laughs) there are no currently there are no longer sound problems so but also to be expected whenever you are outing the kingdom of darkness remember it says that he is the prince of the air so uh i usually pray over my airwaves and over any jurisdiction that i've been given uh, where my feet tread uh in the name of yahusha i pray over those spaces and places and i believe that you know, this territory is sacred ground because we are worshiping our father by, and you know what the word says, you guys, this is so good. Uh, we overcome him by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So nothing is more powerful than Doreen's testimony because, well, and the blood of the lamb, obviously, but like Bella is just like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe it. Like you were the person that I aligned with the most. And now here you have come full circle. Um, so again, what a blessing. That's what I'm telling people for as dark as the world is becoming, 
I mean, he's our father's on the move. Like he is calling people back unto oh, yeah. himself, right? Yeah, there, there's a mass exodus out of the new age right now. Amen. If you if you type in new age to Jesus on Instagram or, or on uh, YouTube, mm -hmm. you will see so many testimonies of people like me. That was the last thing I thought I was going to be as a born again Christian. I thought I was a Christian who was open minded and that the born again Christians were judgmental and fear based mm -hmm. and guilt based. Mm -hmm. And so to be one of them was not on my list at all. I wasn't right. trying to. Yeah, I when people say I'm shocked you're a Christian, I'm like, me too. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. I love it. Right? You're like, the joke's yeah. on me. Exactly. Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's I thought I was gonna be a new age teacher and retire in Hawaii and, and for the rest of my life just do that. Yeah. Just be, you know, teaching about fairies and unicorns. I had no idea God had other plans, but Praise the Lord that he did. Yeah. Amen to that. Okay. I did not, I see uh, three hands up. I did not go to my other co-host, which I normally do. And I know he's got something to add to this conversation. And then I'd like to go to the three people who have their hands up and you got, and thank you, Bella, for that. And the rest of you, please come up, ask your questions. Now, do not DM me after this show and ask me questions that you want to ask Doreen. <laughs> so you're welcome. Welcome to DM um, 10 and or Christopher. Um, if you don't feel comfortable with a mic, some of you don't feel comfortable coming up, that's fine. There's no such thing as a dumb question. Uh, just DM one of those guys and we'll get your question um, up to her. But 10, do you have any questions for Doreen or comments? Yeah, well, I mean, I remember back in the late 80s, we used to go over to a little shop that was in Northeast Portland. And uh, that shop was very much new age oriented, I think. Probably her books were there. Um, lots of new age audio, um, you know, tapes back then. You know, you could get mm -hmm. a tape and, and uh, it would be considered healing music. But if you if you looked into the the artist, then you'd you'd see a very questionable uh, back background or lifestyle choice in general. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was that was just kind of uh, something that our family we. We looked at it and then we were like, wait a minute, there's there's something seriously wrong with that. And uh, eventually just we didn't go there anymore because yeah. it was very it was very clear that um, it was it was drawing us away from Christ. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, they're selling they're selling the false peace that the Bible talks about. It's not true peace. It's not the true light. It's a counterfeit. It seems to work in a moment like Pharaoh sorcerers, but it it's just it puts you on this hamster wheel of things to do. And every day you have to clear your chakras, you have to watch out for mercury retrograde, you have to read a course in miracles, you have to, you know, look at your crystals. There's so many things you have to do every day in the new age. It's it's so expensive and time consuming to be a new ager. And all of us who have been saved, we all say the same thing. What a relief. <laughs> Now, I, I, all, all we're called right. to do is glorify God and enjoy him forever. Right. That's our purpose, to read his word, to love God and love people. Done. That means we and repeat. That's, yeah. a, that's our Check life now. Every day. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's good. That's a good point. You know, Tim, to your point, my uh, late pastor used to say that the most occultic places on earth are actually Christian bookstores. 
because there's a lot of angel worship that goes on there as well. Yeah. All of your little cherubs, right? All of these little yeah. trinkets that we worship. And I know the Catholic Church and the Orthodox Church and their icons. And my brothers and sisters in those faiths will tell you, we don't worship the icon. We're venerating. And I'm like, it's kind of like you having a picture of Monica. And I'm like, stop, stop, stop. So some of you believe that those things have healing powers, okay? And they produce oil and they produce this and produce that. And somebody touched this. And some people will say, Doreen, well, what about Paul? Whenever he just walked by people and the hem of his garment would heal people as he was walking by, you know? But whenever I go to the created things, I always go back to the Old Testament where God is like mocking us for idolizing the very thing that we made with our own hands that literally rots, rusts, turns into fungus and mold and can't defend itself, much less you, right? Yeah, well, the first two commandments say it all. Thou shalt have no other gods and no graven images. And that has not changed. God's saying he only wants us to worship him and and then how he wants us to worship, not through statues, not through paintings. When I was first saved, I had all these paintings in my office. I thought they were of Jesus. They're gone. Um, You know, we're not to use these these idols at all. And and the new age is 100% idolatry, beginning with making yourself an idol. Yes, ma'am. That is 1000% true. It is absolutely self-centric. God has made me so that I can manifest my own uh, uh, greatness. And uh, right. And and I'm like, you know what? I get how you would actually arrive at that conclusion. I do. I I get how subtle and easy that is um, to be beguiled to that level. Mm -hmm. But really, whenever we're told to rely upon him with the dependency of like a child, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, children have zero. I mean, they may have confidence that they can jump off the back of the couch and land on their brother and nothing bad's going to happen, but we know that's not true. But when they come to their parents, they, they, they run in, in blessed assurance that you're going to protect, you're going to provide, you're going to defend them, um, that they belong to you. Right. And, and there's an innocence that's there that I just feel like people have been so robbed of in this whole narcissistic society that we live yeah. in that she, you know, it, it, it cloaks itself in this self-righteousness that, that again is kind of a form of righteousness, but it's self-righteousness, which yeah. yields nothing. So, okay. I'm going back over here to this space. Hey, I, yeah. I have a couple Monica, of questions. Um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, as Alpha Warrior yeah. is um, in, is at work. Thank you. And, but he did send us a message. I, she kind of touched on this, but he may not have been in the room, but um, it is a little bit. Um, she's, he wants to know, when you started to walk away from uh, New Age, uh, did you see the spirits and devil try to attack uh, those closest to you or to mm-hmm. or you? You answered you, the sleepless mm-hmm. nights. But what about yeah. those closest to you? Yeah, definitely my sons got attacked big time. And I think it's one of the reasons why they have chosen to be estranged from me is they blame me for that. Um, and, and I can see that, I can understand. And they got really hurt. Um, most, most of it came through new agers who profess love and light, but they have sharp claws and teeth when they don't <laughs> agree with you. And yep. they called me every name that you know, every cut, I didn't even know some of the cuss words they were calling me and so much hatred and and vitriol coming from them toward me and toward my sons and my daughter's-in-law. 
got it too. And in it, it was definitely demonic. It was spiritual warfare. Since then, praise the Lord, I've received lots of letters from the new, new agers who said that they, they apologized for doing that back then, that the, Jesus has since called them out also. And now they understand. But before then, they thought I was betraying them. They, they yeah. could not understand why I would say that the new age was demonic. And, and the number one comment I've gotten is only talk about what you're for. Don't talk about what you're against, right. you know, be, be like Jesus. And he was always loving. He was always <laughs> inclusive. And that's the Jesus I thought I was following the, mm -hmm. the teddy bear hippie Jesus who said, you know, you can do whatever you want as long as you're positive. That's not Jesus. So if you read right. the gospels, I mean, Jesus was very confrontive of false teaching. The Pharisees, the Sadducees and the scribes, he called them a brood of vipers. He, he said their father was the devil, which he was. Yeah. And and so Jesus wasn't sitting with the tax collectors and the, the harlots in order to say, hey, keep doing what you're doing. He was there to, because sick people need doctors to tell them to go and sin no more. Right. And and we are called to emulate Jesus by exposing darkness. Sure. Ephesians 5.11 says have nothing to do with darkness, but instead expose it. It's right. a commandment. It's an imperative. Amen. Amen to that. Thank you for that, Chris. Uh, yeah, I got that um, in the um, in my text messages. So thank you for addressing that. I'm not sure who was first in in the hands that are um, up. Yeah, so it goes. Um, and I apologize if I mispronounce this. It's some Samacula, Fick, and then Bill, and then um, Fed up, and then yeah. you're not. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Hello, hello, brothers and sisters. Let me first greet you in Jesus' name. Yeah, Sister Dorian, I have some few questions for you. Yeah, I have some few questions for you. And first of all, let me first thank you, like, to know Jesus Christ. Yeah, because Jesus Christ is the light. Yeah, and it's the way to go in heaven. Yeah, like, my first question, Sister Dorian, like, have you ever helped someone? Like, it's my first question. Have you ever helped someone? I'm did, sorry. Did, did you, you? Yeah, I'm sorry, Chris. Did you say hated? Did you say hated someone? Or no, no. Sorry, I said help, help. Oh, help someone. I, I mean, only God knows for sure. I, my, have I've tried to help people. That's my prayer. Yeah. Like okay. Like, have you have you ever loved young children when like they are not shows but they are from others and you love them I'm, I'm not i'm not understanding your questions i mean i i was a bible teacher and a vbs director so you know in in the kids who are the kids of my friends and my grandchildren of course i love them um i think you need to clarify your question a little bit it's it's, it's a little vague and um i think are you referencing after she accepted Christ or before? Like, okay, before, before. Uh, oh, before, well, I had a hard heart. So I, I was not able to love like someone who's regenerated in Christ can love. Oh, I really understand, but now. Um, so Mecula, um, I, we do appreciate your question. We do have a lot of people in the queue, so we do have to go to the next Thank person. You. We appreciate you coming to the space. Um, okay. Next up is Bill. 
Hey, Bill, you're up next. Bill. Maybe Bill is like in the restroom or eating a taco like Chris normally Bill does. <laughs> Bill, we'll come back to you, honey. Who's next? <laughs> next up is Fed Up. Yeah. Um, well, I was listening to uh, very interesting um, your your journey, uh, especially kind of hit home with, uh, especially my my wife because she's a we're both converted uh, to orthodoxy. Um, Monica and kind of talked about my journey a little bit, but my wife actually is a converted Hindu, um, uh-huh. but with kind of a new agey spin because we we both kind of grew up in. Asheville, North Carolina, and oh, Monica's sure. probably close enough. The the new age, <laughs> new age hellhole that it is. Yes, yeah. it <laughs> is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's for for the size of town, the amount of new age shops and and that, and it's just crazy. And I've seen so many of our friends fall into it. Even worse, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, my wife used to do tarot readings, and you know, her best friend was into crystals and paganism, and and another one of her friends, their whole family are Orthodox converts that were ex-pagans, same way. I mean, we're into divination and all that. And well, I, I guess my question is, and, and the same kind of like you were talking about, more so than me, because I, I always had a Christian bend on my beliefs, just never had a church, never really had a focus to it. And But with her, she always had some of the same things you were talking she would you know see different things she would have visions different things like that and you know after we we converted after we were baptized uh like you were saying especially her she would you know have a lot of definite spiritual attacks and stuff and this is going on we're almost 10 years since we converted at this point and she still will have some of these where she'll have I don't know, images of visions and stuff that, mm-hmm. and almost, you know, like divination. And my, my question is, do you still have those type of things and how mm-hmm. do you handle that? What, what's your thoughts on those, those type of things? Well, first of all, praise the Lord for a husband who is the spiritual leader of his family. That's the way God created the family unit. So thank you for that example, brother. Um, I, I do not have visions anymore. I got on my knees many times and said, God, please take this away from me. Please stop it. And, and he did in his mercy. So I'm so glad to be free of that lifelong. Um, it, it was a burden to have all those visions. I don't have premonitions anymore. Uh, I just I just don't. It's really freeing. Yeah, so no I would say that your, your wife should be praying vehemently as, as well as you uh, to have that, that taken away. Oh, we do. We definitely, definitely do. It's, it seems like they've really, you know, and it's, it's when you're at your, not even necessarily your weakest, but you have your most strife in your life where they try to come back. And it's, it's really seems like it's ramped up the last two years between COVID and we have a son that's been going through surgeries and some health issues and stuff and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and everything's going, you know, well now. I mean, he's, he's had, had his second surgery. It should be his last and he's recovering well and, and all that. And things maybe are calming down now. So (laughs) that's what people don't understand is these fallen angels hate us. They are evil. They hate us and they will, they will pounce on us when we're most vulnerable. They have no compassion at all. And so we must put on the armor of God at all times. 
And that the number one way that the, the armor of God talks about in Ephesians 6, 10 through 18 is to be in God's word, you know, just sleep with the Bible next to you. First thing in the morning, read that Bible, listen to the Bible, saturate your life, your mind, your heart with the Bible and only listen to biblically correct songs. A lot of the so-called Christian music is man-centered and it paints Jesus in a false light of being a romantic figure. What He's not our boyfriend. He is our savior. <laughs> and so we need to make sure that we're only listening to solid music. Yeah. Amen to that. I know 10's like heart, 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 heart. Uh, there was someone that I just booted because you kept unmuting your mic and I cannot hear. So whoever that was, if you want to come back up and, uh, and mute your mic while you're waiting, you're welcome to come back. I did not boot you from the space. Uh, it's just really difficult to hear. So if I mute your mic, if your mic mutes, it is not the devil. It is me. Uh, so, but you know, I could be confused with the devil. It depends on who you ask on any given day, but, uh, but it's me muting your mic. So it's because I can't hear. Uh, so thank you for that. Uh, all right, guys, who's next? Yep. And, um, and I guess now is probably a pretty good time, Monica, um, just to, uh, remind folks or introduce folks that may be new to the space. We have, um, best-selling author Doreen yes. Virtue, thank you. um, who has, um, obviously, you know, come to Christ and, um, and made her stories. Absolutely amazing. If you missed that, um, you can go to her site. Um, Doreen, wh where can they go to, you can go to your Instagram, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm the only one who receives the messages and answers. I don't have a staff anymore. It's just me. And so, <laughs> and so I do what, my best. I, I spend, I spend about four hours a day answering mail on Instagram and I do my best to be there for people and to shepherd them that they're coming out of the new age. So what is your Instagram, Doreen? It's Doreen Virtue. Yeah, just my name. Okay. And um, yeah. and so you guys can go see her on there. If you mm -hmm. will share this space. And guys, just to the rules, just again, when you do come up, we will bring you up. But please, 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 because this is Monica's Space Live, keep place your, your microphone on mute. Thank Otherwise, you. we will have to move you out of speaker. Monica, go ahead. Yeah, um, thank oh, next you. Up is, um, next up is your knucklehead, son awesome. of Pam. Go for it. All right. It's uh, actually, I, I was moved to come to, to say something to talk to. You always have this weird idea and spaces of what you'll sound like on the other end of it. But um, I've, uh, I've, I've got a fairly deep history with being philosophical or spiritual or what have you. I'm also in the car with my wife and my dog right now. But the way that you're talking is uh, it's very comforting. It seems genuine, um, my, and, and I'll get to what my my question is in a second. But I want to sort of expound on 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 why I decided to come up to talk to you. Um, one of the one of the things that has always moved me is obviously the question of why why am I here? I didn't consent to this. I know that's very new vogue. Yeah. Like it's the it's the thing to say these days. But it, I. I I know that it's been around for a very long time, um, and I and I come from a place that was very new age. Like when I came of age, I, I I came of age in a place that was absolutely, and I hate to say this word, lousy, with with what you know you and people like you. You said Deepak, and I knew everyone knows who that guy is. Is yeah. um, and I because of um, I'd like to to blame the D.A.R.E. program 
on lying to me, but I made my own choices. And, um, and, and in my experimentations, it brought me into very interesting places that I'm grateful for because it, I grew as, as a person. Um, and now I am in the later parts of my life and I'm looking for something sub substance, like actual substance. Mm -hmm. um, I know truth is, is not what I should be looking for because that belongs to the victor of some sort of contest. And I don't know what the name of what I'm looking for is, but I feel that here. Yeah. And I'm I understand. I that. understand what you're saying. I really do. Um, I philosophy was my minor in college as an undergraduate, and and I studied existentialism a lot. You know, what's the meaning of life? And I was a truth seeker. Um, I read hundreds of philosophy books and the old occult books, just searching. Someone must know what the secret is. Someone must know. I never read the secret or the newer books because I knew they were hokey. But I was in I was into the dusty old antiquarian books, if you know what I mean, and and just always looking for it. And, and I thought truth was was relative because that's what the New Age teaches, that there's no such thing as absolute right or wrong. And that anyone who says otherwise is fear based and guilt based and not compassionate. Uh, so when I, I all I can say is the Bible was was always there on my bookshelf and it is the truth. And Jesus is the truth, the way, and the life. And I did not know that till I took the time to actually read the whole book. I was so guilty, and I repent of this and apologize. I told people the Bible was corrupt. It was corrupted by man. It was corrupted by the Roman Catholic Church and Constantine. But that wasn't fair. I didn't do my research. Historically, that's impossible. But what is possible is to do an experiment and read it for yourself, you know, like a good scientist does experiments to see if their hypothesis are true or not. I didn't read the whole Bible when I was putting it down. But when I finally read it, it resonated with me on a soul level that this is God speaking through these words. And it was written by over 40 authors on three continents. And it's cohesive from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22. It's, it's the same voice of God's Holy Spirit speaking through all these different authors. It's wild. There's no book like it on the planet. And that's where you will find what you're seeking. That's where I found what I was seeking. And the whole Bible is about Jesus and why we need Jesus in this fallen evil world where people do such shocking things against each other. There's a chapter early in the Bible called the book of Judges. And it starts off by saying, in those days, there was no king and people did whatever they wanted. And it keeps saying that throughout the book. It gives me chills to say this. And, and it talks about how people murder and there's rape and incest and just the most disgusting things that people do to each other because they did whatever they wanted. We're seeing that today, aren't we? Mm -hmm. And the whole Bible shows that we need this king, not a political king, but the King Jesus on our hearts to rule us. And unless we do that, we're on our own and, and we're like a rudderless sailboat who just goes with the currents. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Thank you for your question. I, I'm not, I haven't asked it yet. Let me tell you what oh. my mountains to climb are. The first one was when I was 14. My grandfather uh, spent tw over 20 years in Africa, and my other grandfather fought in the Pacific, both of them valiantly. Um, I've had a lot of time with the Gospels, and, and by you saying that you should read it in its entirety. Even when I was in jail, I didn't do that. 
So that speaks to me, and I appreciate that. Yeah. But yeah, no book one makes of the sense things, if you just, one of the you just things, read parts of please, it. You know? Please, ma'am, please let me finish. It's important. Um, one of the things that when I was that young that led me to question my my absolute. I mean, how 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 lucky was I to be born where I was born when I was born? It's inconceivable. So I thought to myself, there is another religion, and it and it is half of the population and of this earth. And why would I ever, if I was a creator, and I, and I blaspheme to even consider that? I understand how far removed I am from that amount of immense power. If we can just leave it at that and so i i sought out an imam and and i and i sat with him and i had a connection with him and and here's the thing and maybe it's culture maybe maybe it's you know me being struck by what the actuality of the situation was but when he told me that jesus wasn't the son of god and and you understand how they feel that that's blasphemy because why would god be a human that doesn't make sense to them right it blew me out of my seat you know it made me feel like i wasn't supposed to be there um and and here here is where the grace thing comes in when i i sat with my grandfather and he and he finally explained to me how he buried a son in africa who was probably murdered by the mullah because he converted his oldest son and and, and if you know anything about islam see about how bad of a hey, thing that is you're and, um, um you're you're knucklehead um and i don't want to take away from what you're about to say i would just want to ask you to to shorten it up and then ask your question for the guests because there the, are the other question, people waiting. The, the question is why why is half of the planet doomed to go to hell and why are there islands on this okay. world that will never hear our voice yeah i like, hear you okay that? so what is so, that that separates from the book and I, I promise you, this is a genuine question. I, I know, I had it too. It, it, it doesn't seem fair, does it? Um, it? It's only, okay, so people say, why does an innocent native, say in Africa or, or Australia, some innocent native, why do they go to hell if they don't know Jesus? Well, the answer is if they are entirely innocent, they go straight to heaven without Jesus. But none of us are entirely innocent. We've all broken God's commandments. And God has revealed himself worldwide through his general revelation of nature. How could there be a sunset like this without a creator? How could there be the oceans and the, the bird singing and the flowers without a creator? So that's God revealing himself generally to all of us. Special revelation comes through the gospel, comes through the Bible, and we are commanded to share the gospel with all nations. That was one of Jesus's last commandments to the disciples and all of us. God is patient. He's patiently waiting for missionaries to get to those remote places and to translate Bibles into their own languages. It's Missionaries are amazing. They learn the local language and they translate faithfully the Bible to teach it to those natives. And, and so that's why we're still here. That's why Jesus hasn't come back yet because he's patiently, you know, giving everyone a chance to repent and to know Jesus. So hang in there, have faith in God. Uh, he is the creator. We are not. And, and the, the Bible says that we, our thoughts are not God's thoughts. So we can't superimpose to know how he's thinking or try and figure out his plan or, or, or think that he's got some motives that are people motives and not God motives. 
but to learn to trust him and his sovereignty. Yeah. Good point. And, and what a great question. Um, and thank you, Christopher, for that. So the word also says that you cannot, God is a God of justice, right? And his scales, he is the scale. He's the weights. He's all of it. And, and so he's a just God. And so you cannot be held responsible for that, which you've never heard. So if someone dies without having heard the gospel, I cannot fathom a creator who in scripturally or otherwise, and Doreen, you may agree or disagree. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I cannot fathom a creator that says, well, sorry, you didn't hear it while you were there. So off to the fiery dungeon you go. Um, I just, and I don't mean to make light of it. I, that's just my personality, but I do, I, that's that I can't even, it's like, I always think of Jesus saying you who are wicked, if your child were to ask you for a piece of bread, what are you going to give them a stone or a snake? Right. And so, and I'm thinking if, if I have any semblance of mercy or compassion or grace, um, for and for holding someone accountable for something they've never heard, the gospel has never even followed upon their ears or their consciousness. It is impossible for me to believe that a just God would send those souls into eternal damnation. Do you agree well, with that? The, uh, the Bible says that God holds people more accountable, such as uh, those who are spiritual teachers, those yeah. who have ministries, pastors. Um, they are held to the nth degree yeah. of accountability. Yes. And so so people who are teaching a false gospel yes. in a big way will be judged more harshly than those who've not heard the gospel. Right. But justice means that so, someone who steals a car, even if they've never been read the, the letter of the law, we all know in our hearts, the Bible says that God put his law in our hearts. So every single person on the planet knows that it's wrong to steal, mm-hmm. wrong to lie, and wrong to murder. And so God's not going to say, oh, because you can't read and you have, no one told you the law, that it's okay that you murdered someone. Right. You know, so all right. of us are sinners, Romans 3.23, sure. but, but you're right. There'll be levels of punishment according to the Bible, sure. but he's not going to send people to heaven except through Jesus, because Jesus says in John 14.6, he's the only way to heaven. Yeah. He is our only mediator. The book of Hebrews goes into this in depth. Between God and man, it's only Jesus who tore the veil at at his death and allowed us to have access to God. Only prayers are heard through Jesus. Yeah, amen. Well, hopefully, you know, the actual uh, Yahusha shows up at someone's deathbed and introduces himself and says, you may have not heard of me, but this is who I am. And I'm giving you an opportunity to receive me. Yeah, or a nurse. I mean, the thief on the cross gives us all hope. Sure does. And he's really the only person we know for sure is in paradise. So, you know, I think that's kind of cool. I'm like, well, we know one person made it, you know. Um, Okay, so we have two more speakers. And then I have uh, Doreen's going to hit the road because she has committed until 9 p.m. And so please come up with your questions ready. And uh, and then we're going to close out our time with that, Doreen. But I'll keep the space open for a bit. I'm sure some of you guys have got some things to add. Um, But I want to go over to Echo Mike. Hey, thank you, Monica, and thank you, Doreen. Um, very, very awesome to hear uh, your story. And uh, I think, I think one of the questions that I have, since you were uh, into the kind of new age type type way of 
thinking about the divine. What are, what are some things that you can't, um, how do I say it? That you can't put back in the bottle that you, um, in other words, when, when you envision Jesus, is it this, is Jesus the same or is it different? Has that changed? If you can, yeah. Yeah. If you can, yeah, think my, you, or do you mean my idea of who Jesus is? Well, I'm, I'm not trying to test you. I, I, I no, no, of, I, I was just trying to understand your question. Yeah. Yeah. I was just, um, because kind of before, hard. before I was saved, I thought Jesus was a wish granter. I thought that he was like a, a spirit guide who would grant my wishes. And, and that was just blasphemy and her heresy. And I apologize and repent for anyone who heard me teach that. And if you've got my old books or cards or anything, burn them, throw them away, get rid of them out of your house. They're, they're demonic. Um, I didn't know I was working for the devil. I was. So what, what we do know is that Jesus is the son of God. He's the, the second person of our Holy Trinity, our three in one God, father, son, and the Holy spirit. And that Jesus was the one appointed to come to earth and become fully God and fully man, came through a virgin, virgin birth, and lived a sinless life so that he could be sacrificed on the cross, as was prophesied throughout the Old Testament, to take the sins, the punishment for the sins that we've all committed. We know that for a fact. And Jesus is, is our Lord and Savior, where before I thought of him as kind of, he worked for me. I mean, it was just so blasphemous how I saw him before. I can't even believe who I used to be and how I used to think. Right. Does that answer your question? Uh, yeah, I was, I was, um, I, the reason why I was asking is because, um, when I, when I got back from the middle East, I struggled with my Christianity. I grew up in a Protestant church and, um, the church taught the literal word Right. Praise the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord for your foundation. Yeah. So I had a, I had a strong foundation, but then in warfare, um, the literal word broke me. Uh, and I'm just being really honest here. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is I didn't know how to grapple with the dark realities that, that I, uh, faced and experienced. Um, there was something that I found um, uh, that there was, it felt like the written word itself was the least, in, in, the least sufficient, uh, meaning of Christianity. And I, I'm not saying that in a, in a negative sense. I'm saying that in the sense where when I was, when I was, uh, you know, quote unquote broken, uh, my worldview kind of shattered, I was trying to make sense of my, my new life going forward. Um, I was constantly uh, thinking and, uh, you know, uh, what, is, what does God want from me? What does he want me to know? And why am I struggling with the written word? Mm -hmm. um, and I had come across some really old literature that uh, spoke to me in a, in, a, in a way that felt like it's irrefutable. But I'm... Um, so you have the seven seals in Revelations, which implies, because you have the, in the Hebrews, you have the order of Melchizedek, which is mm -hmm. 
it's a it's a it's like a christian order that well it's it's actually um if the psalm and then hebrews say jesus was a high priest in the order of melchizedek who was the first um, king priest that abraham did communion with this is back in genesis and so it's not an order of people it's an order of of someone who was not a Levite. So Hebrews is talking about why is Jesus our high priest if he's not from the Levite, um, you know, of, mm -hmm. of Ju Judaism. Uh, he was from Judah. He was from that lineage. And so Hebrews is explaining that. Just Melchizedek was before there was the Levites, before Isaac. And, and so that's all that that means. It doesn't mean that there's a literal order today of people. Uh, right. Yeah. Um, well, the reason why the reason why all of all of this, I think, is important, not just to me, but any other voices or, or people out there that, that struggle is because uh, we know that Christ is in us as Christians. Mm -hmm. But um, to me, it's like, what if what if Christ isn't all the way in you, then what's replacing that other bit? And then when no, that's, I put that's that, wait a minute, let me just stop you. That's impossible. I mean, how could God do something halfway? You're either saved or you're not. It's like being partway pregnant. <laughs> Once you're saved, the Holy Spirit goes inside of you and is dwelling in you and nothing else can dwell in that. No demons, nothing. Demons can oppress us on the outside, but they cannot be inside of us. Well, okay. I'll, I'll, um, I'm, I'm... Let me ask you something. Are you, are you, are you asking this because because in my ministry, I've ministered to many men and women who have come off the battlefield and they went on the battlefield believing that they were Christian and they saw atrocities and they saw things and they partook in things and they took lives and they did things on the battlefield that they were commanded to do on a battlefield in a time of war. And they come off of that battlefield and they have a very difficult time believing that they're still Christian and that God still wants them to be a part of their kingdom because of the things that they've done. They have a very difficult time reconciling wartime and things that happen on a battlefield with the word of God. Is that where you're coming from? Uh, sort of, Monica. I, okay. I, think, I, I think more of what I'm coming from is that there's this, you have to, Every person who who um, is Christian mm -hmm. uh, is still quarreling with the idea of how did I do this? What how how did I do this in the moment? And the 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 best the best way that I've been able to reconcile this is that just because we're Christians, um, it doesn't mean that you're that you also don't become a demon on the battlefield, so to speak, uh, that, that dark energy is in you, not because you want it to be, but in order to uh, protect what is good, uh, you are doing uh, really bad things to your enemy. Uh, in the, so what, for as a Christian man, the moment I pull the trigger, the act in and of itself is, is bad. But it's still bad, regardless if I'm a Christian or not, because um, this is really, really deep and complicated. What I guess the nutshell of what I'm trying to say is there are layers uh, to Scripture, right? So the words, every word 
is a is is a kind of symbol that that's used to convey the spirit that's underneath the word. Be careful and, with that, okay? Be careful with that. I I'm, I I just want to interrupt you because, as you know, yes. if you've read the whole Bible, which we have to read the whole Bible, there's no way around it. You know that God would send people into war with the prescript to go kill the enemies. You know that, and and that was for, coming from God. And and so people will say, well, He says, "Thou shall not kill." Well, it says, "Thou shall not murder." You know, you're not supposed to do it uh, indiscriminately, but mm -hmm. if it, but you're, you're supposed to follow your leaders. Right. Romans 13 goes into that quite a bit. And so if you're following your leaders to do this and you've repented afterwards, God's forgiven you. And you don't need to go digging to see that there's multiple layers in the Bible. The Bible is sufficient. It's very clear. Yeah. What would you, what would you say if, um, you know, if I said this, the serpent in Genesis was the ego adam Burton. no 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 that's new age that's that's what the course of miracles teaches that's not true there's a literal person the devil who was an angel competing with god and he fell because of his competition and took a third of the angels with him yeah they're real beings it's he not was symbolic. the first politician by the way Yes. <laughs> I'm like, well, don't tell me God's not involved in politics because the first politician was Lucifer himself. Yeah. So, no, you well, know, I would, I would I say would to you, I have such compassion. Um, I have PTSD yeah. from trauma, not to the degree that I would from a battlefield, but from a different kind of battlefield. And people who got PTSD are very vulnerable. And New Age just goes, goes right for people who are traumatized. And, and I actually have a video I just made about that because I was a psychotherapist dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder in women that led to eating disorders and addictions. And I see the same thing with people getting hooked into the new age because of their trauma yep. and they're looking for an escape. And the new age is very dissociative. It offers you that escape into an alternative reality, but it's filled with demons. It's not a pleasant reality. The That's, only reality man. we want is what God gives us. It's in his word in the Bible. So my strong, strong request is that you crack open the Bible and just start with Genesis 1 and keep going every single day. That's good. The disassociation is good. I'm in scripture a lot. I mean, I do good. Bible good. With a lot. Okay. Um, yeah. But I do believe that the Bible is... So if you close your Bible, right, and it's, it's shaped like a box, well, God doesn't fit in the box. So oh no me, yeah, wait no it was a scroll when it was first made so your well, your your argument well, is based on the modern version of the bible it god god is god put his word in the in his word his spirit is in there and so please stay away from any of these symbologies and don't put god in a box that's you, you need to be listening to solid scripture solid biblical teachers like well, alistair Begg and such and John, and, in John 1, verses 1 through 28, right? Yeah, you have, John's prologue, you have yeah. The, you have John describing the blending of the uh, of the spiritual world and the material world, right? It's, no, the, John 1 is all about the true identity of Jesus, that he came into the world, but, but the world the knew word. him not. He was the true light that God created the world through. So and please it, don't, don't, don't let anyone twist John 1. It's one of the most beautiful passages of the Bible. And it's the introduction of John the Baptist. I, I was just saying, my point yeah. is, is that it says in the beginning was the word. Yeah, now, that's Jesus. Jesus is the word. 
but right but here's my point if you just if, if you take anybody that can just read the scripture they're not going to know that it's jesus until further down so what i'm pointing is that the word is a symbol for christ right no the word was christ and the word it's is christ a, it's his identity right but Right, but it's but the, yeah. Please, the word please don't itself. don't dig okay. for symbols. That's that's it, new it, age. At this point, we you've you've asked mm -hmm. a question, and we're getting into debate, yeah. and that is uh, not the purpose of this space. So yeah, thank you. Hey, yeah, Echo, just, if you, you know, if you have a question, email Doreen. She already yeah. said she answers emails four hours yeah. a day. Yeah. So. And, and I promise I will never try to sell you anything. I won't send you a Patreon. <laughs> there's no there's no catches. But I will point you to the Bible. That's the only thing. Yeah, catch. well, you're better than most grifters in my space. So, you know, thank yeah. you, Doreen. But, but so, just at, from that last caller, yeah. please watch out for digging for symbols and hidden meaning. Genesis 3 was the serpent trying to seduce Eve with that promise of hidden wisdom, that she could be like God. We have to watch out for that, watch, yeah. looking for hidden wisdom. It's all open scrolls of the Bible. Sure. Well, there was uh, someone on a Patriot Girl Prepper on YouTube said, I get Echo, which is the gentleman who was just speaking. She said, I'm still struggling. Yes, coming from the battlefield, I saw awful things and I still feel broken. Um, I think that's why we lose 22 of these beautiful souls uh, like every hour uh, to suicide. Um, and it's a it's a rough reality. Um, and I hear from people, I love your answer. Uh, it is the answer. That is the exact answer I give people every time. Uh, you, there, War is all over the, I mean, if you don't think God is a God of war, go read the Old Testament. Yeah. Um, it, it's right. And when he comes back, he's not coming back as a lamb. So he's coming back yep. in as a lion with his armies with him for a purpose. And so there's a place for soldiers. There's a place for people who will lay their lives down for their brothers and sisters. And there's no greater love that a man do that. And so you make decisions on a battlefield, on a battlefield that the enemy would ultimately love to hijack, you know, just kind of catch a ride back from the battlefield in your brokenness that you're not taking and reconciling to the cross. And ultimately that's the only place where any of us are going to be completely reconciled is at the foot of the cross. And so I always encourage you guys, and I know we need to let Miss Doreen leave, but um, I encourage you to put the blood, you have to apply the blood of Christ over your conscience, over every decision you've made that was not godly, over every life you've taken on a battlefield, over every sin. I mean, th that's it. That's our only hope. That's our only salvation. There's nothing you can do. There's no mystery that you have to root out and keep digging for. It is what it is. Uh, your your way to the Father is the same way as mine. No matter if you've killed 50 people on a battlefield, including children, including dogs, whatever you've blown up, that was on a battlefield. And so I, I just, I love to release people from that guilt to go to their Father through the cross and receive their, uh, their reconciliation and their regeneration. Um, and I, in the world and the VA does a horrible job of even taking care of their physical needs, much less spiritual and psychological needs. So, yeah, I mean, this is, this is rampant with people who come back with so much guilt, Doreen, and they, mm -hmm. yeah. it's been a I know I, I have so much guilt in a spiritual way for teaching about the devil being an angel for t over 20 years, but you know, God, yeah. 
we all have a past. We've all done things. And the devil likes to harp on our past and say, ha ha, God could never love you because of your past. You know, God will never use you. The devil loves to use that vulnerability, but we can't listen to that voice, can we? We need to saturate our mind with God's word and God's promises. Jesus said all sins are forgivable except for the sin of blasphemy of the Holy Spirit which is rejecting the gospel. It's the only sin that's not forgivable. Everything else is forgivable. Paul murdered Christians. Yep. And he was used by God in a humongous way. Yep. Like beheaded them, was awful, like did horrible things to Christians. So yeah, yeah, I mean, that's why I pray for people, you know, of other religious beliefs that, uh, that utilize beheading of people. Uh, I pray because I do believe that I don't, I want to ask you something before you go do. Okay. What are your thoughts on people saying that Jesus is appearing to Muslims ad nauseum in their Mm -hmm. dreams? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I used to buy into that quite a bit that they would have dreams about a man with a book and then they'd see someone with the Bible. I mean, I don't put a lot of stock in visions these days because they fooled me. Okay. What I do put stock in is, is God can use anything. And yeah. so he can use the devil's vision, the devil giving them vision to point people to his son because it's God's universe. It's not ours. Amen. And so he makes up all the rules yeah. and, and he's really clear in his Bible, what his rules are, but we need to read the Bible to know them. So as long as people are sincerely repentant of their sins and have turned away from their sins and praying for God to give them the strength to not turn back to the sin um, and, you know, given their life to Jesus and believe the gospel, that is what the Bible says saves us and saves our soul. Amen to that. Doreen Virtue, thank you so much for being with us. Okay, so it's DoreenVirtue.com. You guys go email her, check her out, follow her, pray for her, uh, keep her in your prayers. I'm looking forward to your continued journey for sure. I look forward to having you back on. I would like to dive deeper into principalities, uh, you know, uh, things that, and I say deeper, but I, I just like to touch on that conversation because those are the things that we're warring against. Someone made a comment about, um, that I didn't fully understand. I think it was directed to you, but it was on YouTube and it was like, um, you know, what, what about all the upheaval going on? Well, I, I believe it's very clearly spiritual upheaval that we see manifesting mm-hmm. through, you know, various institutions and, in, in uh, geopolitics. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the devil's a defeated foe. Amen. Jesus defeated him on the cross, but he's still allowed to roam around until Jesus returns. And he's, he's just, he's having a fit right now. Right. Amen to that. Thank you so much, Doreen. And I look forward to having you back and God bless. Thank you, sis. God bless you. Thank you. All right, guys. So, um, I am, hold on one second. Okay. We're going on two hours and five minutes. And if you're just joining us, thank you for hanging out with us tonight on YouTube um, and for being in the space tonight. I'm going to keep the space open for just a little bit longer, but uh, I've been gone for like a month. And so what a what a powwow of a guest uh, to have on my return. So I'm very excited. Um, I'm also going to be on someone else's show tomorrow. I've got a lot of things, very cool things lined up. I'm, I'm excited to just jump back in and uh, and keep rolling uh, with my, uh, my ministry. Uh, but as you know, the economy is nuts. And, uh, and I'm a huge proponent of sheltering, uh, those entrusted, you know, your entrusted earnings, right? 
you work hard, you want to play hard, and I don't know how much longer we're all going to be able to play hard because the economy really sucks right now. Um, And I don't think it's going to get any better uh, listening to people in various spaces. So without further uh, ado, I am going to uh, remind you of this. Hey guys, Monica here. If you have an IRA, 401k, or savings account, things are super scary out there. The Biden administration's already printed more money in the past two years than the previous 100 years combined. The national debt hit a record $30 trillion, and inflation is the highest we've seen in over 40 years. Listen, it's only a matter of time before the house of cards comes completely crashing down. If you have retirement savings, your money could be at serious risk. Talk to my friends at GoldCo to see how you can protect your retirement with gold and silver before it's too late. Go to MonicaProtectsWithGold.com and they will give you $10,000 or more in free silver when you open a qualifying account. That's MonicaProtectsWithGold.com. All right. As you guys know, uh, the economy has actually gotten worse since I put that promo together. Um, and again, uh, you know, someone accused me in a space, (laughs) I love it, uh, in a space just the other night, um, of being some kind of like a a gold pushing, uh, shiller of who knows, basically a fraud. Um, and and nothing could be further from the truth. And so I don't put my trust, my, my, my link doesn't say Monica puts her faith in gold. My link doesn't say you should put your faith in gold. It doesn't say gold and silver will save you. Uh, you know, no, <laughs> that's not what it says. It says Monica protects with gold. So Monica hedges with gold. And so we all know that we're in the middle of a great digital reset, whether we like it or not, we're going to have Biden bucks coming up soon and it's all going to be digital. And before we get to that place, it's all doing this. And if you're okay with them dabbling in your 401ks ad nauseum, keep it there by all means, do just do yourselves a favor, whatever helps you sleep at night, knowing that you could wake up six months from now with nothing in your retirement portfolio. Stay right where you are. If that's where you feel comfortable, stay right there. If I had a 401k, I would not stay right there, but I don't. So I care about my audience and I'm calling you to be wise about inquiring about the things that can help you hedge. I'm not saying that metals are the end all be all. That is not who I am. Uh, But I am saying that there's a smart way to hedge. And in the future, you're going to have to have something with which to purchase the new something right? Makes total sense, doesn't it? If we're moving into a digital currency and the dollar has been completely devalued or it takes $10,000 to buy a loaf of bread and y'all don't think that can happen, but we call ourselves Venezuela for a reason, right? We call ourselves a banana Republican regime for a reason. Kabuki theater, all those little things, euphemisms that we love to espouse on Twitter and social media. But the truth of the matter is that kind of is where we are and that kind of is the trajectory. And so why wouldn't you just take the time to inquire about how you may be able to shelter what is rightfully yours? And I personally don't subscribe to people in, um, 
I don't sub- I don't subscribe to a prosperity gospel, but I darn sure don't subscribe to a broke, busted, and disgusted gospel. And so we're called to be the head and not the tail. We are the lender and not the borrower. So I don't know how everyone plans to do that if your 401k has been decimated and shipped off to other wars to fight um, on behalf of other nations. That's just me. Monica protects with gold.com. Okay. So with that, I'm and going, hold on. I'm going to end, I'm going to end this, this portion of my show. Um, and then we can continue on, uh, with our discussion in spaces, but I do have to end this with this. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. It has been, man, I could have planned this if I wanted to. So thank you, Father, for just blowing it out and and drawing people near because that's the season we're in. So you guys be encouraged who are listening to this in podcast world. By the way, this will be up tomorrow on podcast in its full length. For those of you who have missed it, uh, you can find me. uh, You can download me basically anywhere uh, and especially MonicaMatthews.com. Be good to your neighbor, beginning in your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, go to my website and buy some t-shirts and mugs and caps that'll tell you to act like one. All right, guys, and that is a wrap. So what's going on, Christopher? So shout out to me not realizing <laughs> we're still on the air. That's what's going on. I'm over here. I got, I got 